Welcome everybody, Good Life Housing Partners. It is Wednesday, March 8th, and we are getting into the month of March. It still threatens to be rainy here in Los Angeles, but we're slowly getting drier and drier, getting more to back to Los Angeles weather. Fears of a drought are, are, are seem to be totally quelled. There's no, no, no more drought uh, public service announcements. Those have shut down. I'm waiting for the... Uh, Go ahead and just run your water announcements. Like that should be now that we have a surplus because it's rained like we're in Portland for the last couple months here. But uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a real nice wet wet winter, and uh, and this is episode one hundred and one. So so welcome everybody. A, a new whole new series of one hundred more Good Life Housing episodes. Here we are, David Fogg. Where did this find you on this this overcast Wednesday, my friend? Uh, overcast, but actually the the rain. I, I am, as you know, monitoring it a little more carefully because of my roof condition. Ah, uh, yes. And I am told that it is going to rain very, very heavy on Friday. Or Are you serious? Maybe a little bit Thursday. Yes. That and this sucks. will be the but this but it's the bright note note is this will be the last one, and my roofer can finally start on Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> and so okay. He said we'll have a clear stretch of roofer. ten days of no rain. So All I'm right. looking forward to him finally working on that. So I'm not. Bringing wet towels and catching water in buckets. Oh my god! Anywhere to oh my god! Maybe, maybe we could get a video of that for, yeah. for our website. We'll post that on the TikTok. <laughs> the resourcefulness of, of the Good Life team. There you go. Uh, there you go. Well, we wanted to kind of do uh, sort of an investor update and just kind of what we're seeing in the markets. Really, not much of an update for investors. We're we're still plugging along. We got a number of projects in the works. Uh, things are just taking longer. I mean, it's just what used to be kind of a. 60 to 90 process is now kind of like a 120 days if you're lucky process. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of a lot of retrading happening and a lot of, uh, you know, the financing the rates keep going up. And, rates and, keep going up. A lot of, so, just, uh, yeah, a lot, it's a lot of, um, in what should be, a, you know, at full employment, obviously a rising interest rate environment and obviously, right, you know, an inflationary environment, but, you know, employment remains strong. The consumer remains pretty strong. Um, your goods are seemingly coming back into the country. So a lot, you know, it's really, you know, some things are good uh, that, that seem to be sort of natural market effects, like unemployment is low, goods are coming, moving quick, more quickly back to, um, back into construction or just, you know, store shelves. Um, it feels like, you know, a lot of those things are, are just fine, but some of the things that are, controlled like interest rates or a desire to lower inflation um those seem to be what is the focus for most yeah. people it's, in the economy it's, well today. it's definitely the focus of the fed yes uh, although i did for notice, jerome it is the focus yes and although i did notice gas prices this weekend was fairly high in california the uh you know the fed powell actually testified today and yesterday and and uh, I know yes, after yesterday's testimony, he was a bit hawkish and talked about how there's the need for higher interest rates and possibility of reaccelerating the pace of the interest rate hikes. And that just freaked out the stock market, dropped like 600 points yesterday and dropped a little bit today. But, but now I think people definitely have priced in, you know, uh, rate increases. I think the next meeting is March 22nd. And originally everyone expected the Fed to raise uh, the rates by another 25 basis points. But, you know, that was sort of like a, that was the consensus. And, and it, it was like a 30% ch ch chance people thought that it would um, 
he would raise it by 50 basis points. And now after that one speech, now the consensus is a 70% chance that yeah. he will raise it 50 basis points. And uh, by the way, which is very interesting that there's this sort of uh, futures kind of market on, on what they think he's going to do uh, out there. And, and so <laughs> that they have out, these right. percentages. Um, but yeah, but now everyone feels like, okay, you know, interest rates are, higher interest rates are definitely here to stay. Um, as you mentioned, you know, the sad part about this is on the, yeah, on the nice side is labor market and the employment market is pretty good, pretty healthy. And I guess that's what's causing the Fed to, to focus on the uh, inflation. Um, they're not worried about that labor market, employment market getting, you know, cooling down a bit. Uh, Wall Street Journal last week, in contrast, you know, had, had an article that they thought that there was a little bit of cooling down in the labor market. Um, and they just they, their explanation is that the labor statistics that, that the Department of Labor that uh, puts together, they're sort of lagging indicators. It's always labor market takes a little longer for those numbers to actually get reflected in later months. And so, um, you know, March data will be critical, they say, for, for, for the Fed. Um, but for now, the, uh, the herd mentality is, you know, rates are going to continue to go up after, you know, kind of the seesawing a few weeks ago. We thought maybe it might be going down and things were going to get better. Yeah, it feels like we're, in, we're entering into a very, uh, at least for modern memory, we haven't been in a place where you don't you either rates don't really move and they're of little concern or rates are moving down that was during the GFC and they become like not a rate I almost was like a race to the bottom to get to zero yeah, yeah. or get as close to zero as quickly as possible then it became a, a really a, a game of who feels the strongest about the market that they're willing to start taking some bets and those that did did very well and those that didn't just probably thought they were waiting for this moment. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what those I mean, the path were. forward is still kind of murky in it. And, you know, some other interesting data, too, the CPI data from Europe, you know, the three largest economies, um, you know, United Kingdom, Germany, and France, um, you know, all had their, you know, CP, CPI going up pretty high. UK's at now at 10.1%. 10, 10. Germany's at 9.3%. France is at 7.2%. And this has resulted in a, a huge, you know, driving up of all the bond yields now for international bonds. So, um, and then the terminal rate for the Fed, as we said, you know, you know, we thought you know it was going to go to 5.25. Now everyone's over 5.4 percent, maybe even 6 percent, as a terminal rate before the Fed finally stops raising rates. So definitely now, you know, the tr the herd trend is is uh, you know, get ready for more and more rate hikes. Or or just yeah, so we get some more rate hikes. I mean, what what do you think? What do you what prediction? What, what They're supposed to hike tomorrow, right? No, no, Mar uh, no, no, March 22nd. Okay, so we've got two weeks. Um, what do you, what's your crystal ball on that hike? I think it actually will be 50. Okay. I, think I'm, I'm be 50. I'm, I think it'll be 25. Yeah, you think he'll, be, he'll, he'll calm down? Yeah, I think it'll be 25. I think today's uh, message was to foreshadow that this rate-increasing environment is going to go on for some amount of time. And I think it's to dispel the notion that there'll be rate decreasing. Because I think once you start decreasing, you're you're starting to really add more fuel to the to the to all these something sort of that he doesn't buyers. want to add fuel to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so you want. I think that is to re, that is his version of like that is the other sort of instrument he's able to use beyond. An yeah, I guess it's always just you know we look at his words i know yesterday's testimony he used the word that inflation is a little stickier a little stickier <laughs> than they thought yeah. i said oh good yeah. choice of word there well it, 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 <laughs> that's funny it's like well I, i've been saying for a while like you know home pricing is very sticky 
Like people don't want a home price that they're at or what they got into. Yeah. They don't want that to go down. And and inflation kind of the same thing. Like inflation just sticks around for a while. It doesn't yeah. like, you know, it's not like you get, you know, discounts on stuff or anything that that's gone up in price now. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely agree. I think uh uh I, well I think he's gonna overreact. That's why I think he's gonna stay strong and so he can keep the message of like, you know, yeah being tough and then like you said, maybe by the end of the year we'll see. I mean the prediction now is also no uh, uh, rate cuts clearly in 2023. If, ever, if there will ever be a rate cut, it'll happen in 2024. That's the, the 90% plus consensus right now, I think. But yeah. we'll see. It's all, it's all a crystal ball game <laughs> at this point. So what else are you seeing in the market in terms of deals and things? Well, happening? I mean, one thing that we're definitely seeing, and, and I've really seen this in a lot, just this year really, is there is like a, a just a micro, uh, a, a real focus on what to do with CBD office. And on one side, you're seeing like record foreclosures of CBD office around the nation, around the globe probably. Yeah. And on the other side, you're seeing this completely other for big, path. For big borrowers. For big, big borrowers. Companies. I mean, not, they're not, not like, like these are, or, yeah, these are large syndicators. institutional <laughs> office borrowers. They, they, and that they're just, this is like, hey, this happens type of stuff for them. Yeah. That's how they're looking yeah. at it. You know, we're gonna lose one. Yeah. We made a bunch of money in our fund. We're going to lose a deal yeah, here and there. and it's pointless and, to put more money yeah, in this one. We yeah, this is just, one. you know, and, and so, you know, what I'm seeing is you're, you're seeing those foreclosures. On the other side, you're seeing this, like, very rapid discussion about how to repurpose these with, you know, housing being the obvious, okay, how do we get housing? How do we turn that, you know, class A building in a great location into apartments? And quickly, people are realizing that between, like, gigantic floor plates and lack of plumbing and non-operable windows and you know theoretically bedrooms without windows there's like all these issues you got to jump through and so but there's like you know there's literally a webinar a week about somebody yeah. in at least in my little world that's like trying to explain ways they can do it so you're seeing that happen in record numbers and you're also seeing what's really interesting is this really this total split of where cbd office is actually functioning and where it's not functioning does that make sense? You mean different different product types within that? Well, or you, well that, that's, within another, C, that's another road. But the path I was talking about groups. in any CBD mm-hmm. you go to, basically it's almost becoming binary. It's either totally functioning and all those ancillary businesses are also totally functioning, like the coffee shop and the sandwich shop and the little, you know, or it's not functioning. We're in one that's not functioning. Like we're in one that's like, Fairly vacant. <laughs> yeah, I guess and, that's true. And, and, and the real, what I'm seeing is, it's, it's like totally political. Because when you didn't shut down and, you've, and people kept coming into the office, they never broke rank and started not coming into the office. Mm-hmm. And so those places that are essentially red states, whether they're purple cities or blue cities or red cities, mm-hmm. those places that just kept on going and didn't shut down, those office, those office CBDs, are actually pretty good. Dallas, Florida, I was in Boise, actually. I mean, those are all very functioning office markets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about Manhattan, sort of the, the always the, the, the crystal example of office. Shut down. You know, shut down. And, and the ones that are back in Manhattan really are the ones, you know, sort of tail two cities, the ones that are the new, the new assets, really. The new with the super amenities, with the super HVAC and designed a little more or, yeah. or the other one that I think is the 
is the outlier but could start becoming a much bigger player, a much bigger factor, is because of privacy rules. They're forcing a lot of financial workers that you can, you can work at home, but you can't do this type of work at home, where you have clients' data in your uh-huh. home office. You need to be here to do that. Because if you remember last year, they actually imposed this new rule where you can't do business on your personal phone. You need yeah. a business phone. But the, so you're, but, but, but I think in New York, it's, it's still depending on the office type of building. I, I agree in terms of the office yeah. employer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Function, I'm, I'm physical. talking about, about the physical buildings because Manhattan is so full of older B yeah. kind of, B minus kind of buildings that Filtration will really system, be obsolete. And system, those will be yeah. the ones hardest to convert, even though New York City is actually... Oh, from, to, to apartments. To apartments, yeah. Oh, or to, or to yes. do something with because the office tenants aren't going to come back for that to those buildings. They're, Unless they're all they, flocking to the newer buildings. They're totally flocking to newer buildings if they can afford it. And I think there's this other sort of thing that's very quickly emerging that you can't do this type of work at home. Yeah. Which is becoming, it's, it's, it's still small voices at this point, but it's becoming louder. Mm-hmm. And I think that will be one way that like the JP Morgans and you know, the, 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 the larger institutions will say, hey, I don't care if you work from home, you can't do this work at home. And if you can't get this work done, then you have to be here. Yeah. Or you need to find where else to be. So it's interesting. You're, that's one way that the financial institutions are st- are starting to quietly, seemingly bring people back in. That's interesting. Yeah. So I mean, I definitely think there'll be opportunity there for some office guys who yeah, or who some or repurposing these, to something else. Yeah. I don't know that it's necessarily just like build a bunch of apartments in yeah. there without window with bed, you know, windowless yeah, yeah. bedrooms. But I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. But there's something you can do, and I think it'll slowly yeah. start happening. Because I guess the flip side of that is demand is still there. There's still some demand. There's demand for oh, residential. Yeah. It's just not the demand for the office that's that's waiting. Um, you know, one thing I forgot to mention last time I, I saw this interesting article was, I didn't know in Toronto they had this vacant home tax. In Toronto, oh, where, yeah, these are, this is popular. Where, 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 where there's such a, you know, there's such a, they don't want you to have such unsold units. And a lot of, I guess in Toronto, a lot of them pre-sell these buildings and a lot of people have been backing out of their contracts. Yeah. And oh, so, interesting. Uh, and so, so they're getting a lot of vacant units, especially the, the really pricey penthouse units and stuff. And so, obviously, you know, the, I guess the government of Canada is trying to, trying to you know, uh, keep apartments filled. And so they think this tax will, will you know, discourage uh, landowners from uh, uh, not renting out. So we'll see if that happens. And I guess part of it is because Canada had, a, and Toronto too, had a surge of immigration. Um, and, so, and so they were hoping this, this, would, this would help. So. Yeah. Well, there's all these kind of funny tax. I mean, that's an interesting one. The, the other one, like I've, I saw, I've seen in the Bay Area, is a vacant land tax. So oh, you, that you can't just, you have to develop. You have to, well, you, develop. you have to develop or have a plan to develop. Um, or you do get charged an additional tax if you just like are sort of like land banking guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the same thing. They don't want you to build this beautiful apartment building and just land bank it and, and wait until you can get your pricing that you want. So um, we'll we'll see. Just uh, it was just when I was researching different uh, interesting government uh, regulations these days on, on renting and things, I saw oh, there's a vacant home tax. Well, why don't we jump into our uh, numbers and upgrades and some content? Uh, any number for you this week? Uh, my numbers really was, was just um, related to something I saw. This this Netflix series called Eat the Rich, the GameStop stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember 
during that time period with with how the, the stock moon. to the moon <laughs> and everything. But I didn't realize all the interesting cast of characters in yeah, this whole drama. Crazy folks up in there. These hedge fund Kitty, guys baby. to yeah, to Roaring Kitty to to you, you know you know some rappers and some you know there's one kid who turned twenty five thousand to eight million and. Citron Securities, uh, you know, Jim Cramer being attacked. You yeah. Know, you know, all these influencers are Robin Hood. So, um, you know, there's just, the, the, you know, the you know, the amount of money people made. And also, I, I think, you know, there was a good, you know, t- t- $20 billion that the hedge fund short, short, short sellers lost <laughs> during this day, which was a big, you know, first time the, the, the little guy beat, beat yeah. the big guy. <laughs> beat him down. Beat him down. So, uh, so that was that, my number. That is interesting. The, the interesting number I heard was... Uh, over lunch with a buddy was that pref equity which has historically been kind of a 12 to 15 percent rate on kind of the last 10 to 15 percent of the capital stack on a deal so if you get a loan for call it you know 70 percent and you want to add instead of putting down 20 30 percent you say i'll I'll put some pref down for 10 percent that's the last 10 percent sort of It's the first pay money to get paid out after the loan. After loan, yeah. And uh, that used to be a kind of twelve to fifteen percent cost, and now it's actually, you know, surprisingly, it's actually running like really eighteen to twenty percent. Yeah, that's, that that's, seems to be where like the a lot of the the Fisher the, the private equities is kind of huddling into. Yeah, I guess for them, they, it's a better return for them, and, and there's de-risk. a lot. Of, like and then for a lot of guys de-risk. who are getting a little sideways, given the increase in interest rates. You know, they, they've got no choice, really, but to pay that money. Yeah, it's whereas, pretty crazy. Whereas, you know, that's richer. I mean, normally that's traditional equity money. You yeah. That kind of return, you have to be taking traditional equity risk. But to get a pref uh, position on uh, that now is, is, is not a bad place to be. So I it feels pretty see, de-risked, I, I, just, I, I didn't see a lot of the, and I think we've seen it, too, with some of the guys we know. A lot of these institutional private equity funds now, instead of just doing regular equity deals, unless, it, unless the equity deal is so juicy. They're gonna. A lot of them are doing these pref equity deals. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Um, I'll just jump in. My my upgrade of the week was forever. Even as we've gone to all these like not super cold, but for some fairly cold places, I've had like just Uniqlo puffer jacket because I just didn't okay. think out this thing. I think. And then when I was traveling last week, the down in the puffer jacket was like slowly like. Like just like leaking away okay. <laughs> to the point where there's like very little down left in it, so it got pretty cold. Okay. And then actually, just like I had ordered a real puffer jacket okay. from this um, some sort of Danish company, and the difference in warmth between these two jackets is like startling. Like, like is it so puffy or is it? It's, no, it's I mean it's it's probably a little bit thicker than this Uniqlo jacket, but it's just like you can tell it's like really has a lot of down in there. There's yeah. like. Some sort of warm it like, makes you a lot. It's warm. very warm. It's like, it's very warm it's jacket. Been cold in, in LA. It's been cold, and, so and, and like uh, I'm like, I just randomly ordered this thing. I'm like, dude, the difference in warmth is unbelievable. So, it'll be warmer on some of these cold what's, weather. What's trips. the name of the brand? Man, I can't pronounce it. It's yeah. <laughs> right. some weird name. All right, well, show it to me, like, because I'm, I'll I'm show always it to curious I'll show about it to like you. getting uh, warmer jackets, but not as puffy. I'll show it to you, uh, and then uh, just real quick, um, my content is. This new show on Amazon called The Consultant. It's uh, it's based here in downtown Los Angeles. It's a, some video game firm, and their founder dies, and this consultant dude comes in and just starts kind of creating havoc. And it's, it's pretty. It's a good watch. You you like it? Okay. 
What, what about you? What any upgrades? Uh, no, other than, the, other than the 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 uh, eat the rich, eat the rich. <laughs> and uh, I did finish my physical one on one hundred series, and so they did yeah. crown a winner, and the the winner turned out to be a uh, snowboarder, Olympian snowboarder. Wow, would you guess that? <laughs> would you guess that? That's pretty interesting. He, uh, you wouldn't get that. But the last few challenges they had to do was uh, a lot of very intense uh, cardio kind of stuff, like chasing people around the track yeah. and different things, and so it really. Uh, push push their physical t- limits their physical tenacity yes. huh? um all right folks we didn't keep it short this week just want to really just check in give a little update what we're seeing in the markets and uh kind of some recommendations on the upgrades and content side uh please do uh subscribe if you have a friend that doesn't know how to use podcasts grab that phone and subscribe to our podcast for them so you can hear us every couple weeks and uh otherwise you know stay warm my friends march is uh Hopefully, you know, enters as a lamb and exits as like a lion with some heat. Yes. All right, Stay folks. Stay warm and dry. Stay warm. Bye. Bye.